On today's episode of the Outfielder Podcast, the great Sam Bino and I are back and we are getting ready for MLB baseball. That's right. It is right around the corner. Spring training 2.0 is happening. Guys are getting ready. There's lots to go over, lots to cover, lots of excitement before the baseball season st- finally starts. It's almost here. 60 games. We're doing it, guys. Hopefully it's going to be a thing. But we're covering it anyway. We're talking KBO baseball. We got a good POS for the week. Lots of good stuff to talk about in the episode. We had a good time chatting through everything. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. I also want to remind everyone that today's sponsor of the show is, as usual, Audible Books. Now, Audible is an incredible partner. They've been with us for nearly a year. We enjoy doing business with them, and we love their product. That's why we're happy to talk about it on the show. And we have an offer for you. You can go over to audibletrial.com forward slash SLM, Sensibly Loud Media. You can go over there. You can get a trial book, free book to start out. Give it a shot. See if you like it. Audiobooks seem daunting whenever you think about them. They're actually a really good way to kind of listen to books piece by piece at a time and fit it in your busy schedule. Even though all of us don't have commutes right now, there's still time to listen to the Audible books. They're a great sponsor of the show, so we want to support them because they've supported us so well. Audibletrial.com forward slash SLM and you let them know that the guys from Sensibly Loud sent you. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 117, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Pop Fly himself, not! It's actually the great Sambino. Sam, what's going on, my man? Hey, Justin. How are you? Not too bad. You know what? I just didn't straight up feel like playing your intro music today. Don't know why. I can if you'd like me to, but... No. It's okay. Unless we really need to eat up that 28 seconds, I think we're going to make it. Yeah, it is always unreasonably long, but I, I, I like it nonetheless. When you draw it out, it's more funny. It, it becomes <laughs> like not funny, and then it's so long that it is funny again. Correct. That's why we've done it always on this show. I, it's actually funny. I was went back last week. So whenever we did the show last week, I went back on it and listened to it a little bit. because, And I never actually really do that too much because I know what I say. I know what you guys say. Like I, you know, we've done enough of these where I, it's just it's not necessary for me. And boy, was it a stinker! To be real honest with you, <laughs> what did we talk about? Well, it wasn't really the content specifically that we talked about. It was just like I think we kind of had some internet latency a little bit, and uh, that was on my end. But for I think sure. like Ben and I definitely had that at certain times too, and so it drew out some of these like weird, awkward. Po- it, it, it just it wasn't good, and and I, I would apologize, but not, I don't really feel like doing that either. Like it's really not that big of a deal. Like it's fine. Nobody listens anyway. It's okay. Oh, You're they listen. Be apologizing to the wind. Oh, they're <laughs> listening. Believe me, <laughs> these people throw a fit whenever we don't do an episode. Um. But, I, I, you know, it's one of those things. It just it wasn't our strongest work, but I think we're going to redeem ourselves this week. And I thought maybe shaking it up without the intro music for you for just one week might kind of shake things loose I a little pre- bit. Yeah, I, I like the idea. I'm just going to push back on the idea that we're not doing that well because, <laughs> you know, there's no baseball to actually talk about. And we've been hanging on week to week, and it's still fun. It's a very good point, And we have – and. As a matter of fact, like I've started to take on some really weird, like fuck you projects. Like, for example, like I am, <laughs> I am. What? What meets the criteria for a fuck you project? I'm, I'm about to what give you the perfect mean? example. I'm about to. So you've been giving me a hard time about Matt Barnes being on my fantasy team last year. So oh, yeah, that was a bad idea. You there's so, empirically like that. The numbers show that this is a bad idea. But all the splits actually prove my point is that he was good up until he really fucking wasn't. And so I'm pulling all the numbers and putting them together so I can show you like, hey, I had ever like and, and I'm actually pulling a lot of other like pitchers in the league so we can take a look at like, you know, and of course it's like. I mean, it's just like shooting fish in a barrel. You're never 100% on. You're never 100% off on me either, right? But, like, I'm, I'm determined to prove you wrong. And I don't know why. I don't really care that much. Nobody cares about Matt Barnes. I don't even care about Matt Barnes. You had him when he was good, and then he was really bad, and you still had him when he was really bad. And it's like, don't you know to cut bait? Yes. I would say the amount of success I've had in the league does say I know when to cut bait. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I have consistently been All in right. the top part of the league every single year. Have you? How many payouts have you gotten? 
I don't even remember, honestly. Hmm. But is like, it because you don't? There weren't any, or because you don't remember? No, I definitely at least made my money money back. Well, so I got th- so yeah, remind no, me. No, you definitely have. you made your money back at least twice. Yeah. So like, and that's all I remember. And honestly, like, I a lot of times with fantasy baseball, I forget we do it for money just because I enjoy playing fantasy baseball. <sighs> Fuck, you know, we got to figure out. I got to get the conversation going with the, the squad and figure out how we're going to play this. I don't know how. And maybe we just do like a uh, we start just a new league for this season and just or something because like is that really fair to screw with our keepers like that and everything? So, yes. <laughs> okay. Counterpoint. Go. <laughs> yes. Counterpoint. Yes, because a a good owner should be able to navigate these times as well. That's a very good point. And and I mean, but to my credit here, MLB owners haven't navigated this time for shit and. It's well, all working out that's just why we, you and I should be running a team. I mean, well, that's that's given. We've proven that point many a time over. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we should make people like every every other person in the universe is having to deal with this. Like, we should our fantasy team should have to deal with it too. We're not just going to like ignore the facts. Like, well, let's not make this political. <laughs> like, like quite a few people, we're not going to ignore the facts. Like, we're going to muscle through the COVID situation with our fantasy teams. I think it'd be. In solidarity, I might care more about my keepers after this league. I, I think that's I think that's very valid, man. I, I'm I'm with you. I, I I mean, I'll do it. I'll do whatever the the you know wherever the wind blows. I'm going with it too. Like it's gonna be fun. But man, I'm actually yeah. getting like really excited about this. Like this is it's at least gonna start. I don't know that it's gonna finish, but it's at least gonna start. And I'm looking forward to that at least. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it starting. We're gonna have to consult Marty on all the particulars because he has many thought-provoking ideas that we often have to consider. Indeed. Um, I, I too am excited. I don't want it to put a damper or like, I don't want it to throttle my enthusiasm for the science behind why this is a bad idea. Correct. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Yes. It's a weird thing to keep uh, in check. But I I do want to see baseball at the same time. So like, I'm just, it's, it's tough to balance those two like the scientist in my mm-hmm. brain and the baseball lover in my heart. Yeah. And, but like, I will say this, like, so we talked last episode about like kind of where some of the players are at and where they, you know, and like how much they trust and they've seen enough ineptitude by baseball to have an idea of how this is all probably going to play out or at least some sense of it. And they all seem to be still pretty much on board. And I mean, that says something, I guess, like as far as like, I mean, it, what it says to me is like these guys are willing to take the risk, I guess, because it is a risk. It is. A there risk. are a lot of guys taking risk, and that to me is noble in in some regards, but also just like kind of flying in the face of the facts at the same point. Like you, you yeah. are then part of the problem if you're electing to do this. But you can they've got to make their money. They want to play the game that they love. This is their life. Yeah, there's there's quite a few positives on on both sides and some negatives on both sides. I mean, you that's, can... that's really not taking a stance there, but it's true. I'm though. just saying it's, it's like a tough decision, and I don't think they're probably parsing it quite as much as we are. But and, and I, I just I, I get it. I hate to see someone turn around and be like, oh, well, the baseball players are playing, so obviously it's not a problem. And it's like, well, okay. uh, there's going to hmm. be millions of those. Well, I know that. And so like that's the other side of that is like there, there is no right place to be with this you know like i am excited but like i'm also excited because no other sports are happening right now in any capacity at all really i mean there are but you know what i mean like major sports like baseball yeah. and this is just a time of the year where i'm into watching baseball you know and it sucks that i can't do that it's been interesting um just trying to like take a step back and observe how i'm feeling the time outside of baseball things mm-hmm what have you very so, clean house very clean house <laughs> okay lots of cooking okay i yards good so so i'm with you like i I've, I've done i've taken on a, a so i mean obviously aside from having the kid you know we've taken on a lot of projects around the house like i've i've really spent a lot of time on the yard myself like you know just doing some things like that 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 i maybe wouldn't quite maybe take as much time on as i typically would here and I mean, I'm finding myself reading a ton of books, you know, all that stuff. Like it's, I mean, I crushed like almost 10 books last month. Oh my God. That's like, that's definitely more any amount of reading that I've done for <laughs> leisure in any one month of my life. So hats off to you. You know, I read a lot though. 
I do read a lot. Good so, I mean, I just, I, it's just something I've always done. It's relaxing. It's calming. I'm, I'm a learner by nature and I'm always a fan of kind of seeing things from all angles and whatnot. And so I try, I really try hard to make sure I'm staying on top of that stuff and our lovely sponsor helps. That's for sure. So, you know, yeah, I actually, I was about to accidentally call out audible forgetting that they were our sponsor because I literally <laughs> spent eight credits yesterday and got a bunch of books. Hell yes. So you're on your way to it. I, I, do mean, the, I do the monthly subscription thing and get a credit every month or whatever. Same. And I crush it like almost immediately because I can just put in a headphone and go do other things around the house. I can mow. I can do whatever and listen to it. And typically yeah. when I'm commuting, it's even better. But, you know, not doing it's that. It's very way. important to be a well-rounded individual. And I, I'm pleased that you subscribe to that. Indeed. I try. But it's it's definitely been a weird thing to be filling my mind. We're creating another show at Sensibly Loud. Did you know that? Uh, tell me more. No, I didn't know that. So there's been like this long discussion. So we've had a couple of things happen recently. We uh, Mountain Carl has departed us, unfortunately. Um, he's going to come back and do some like things here and there. But he, his consistency uh, is ha had to scale way back. And so him and Brandon kind of ended radio and they've been trying to figure out like Brandon's been trying to figure out like what his next project is going to be without it being like this super heavy thing as far as like you know time commitments but also like we want something to be meaningful and I've also kind of had the idea of hosting my own deal for a while too and so I've been trying to think about how we're going to actually kind of combine all those things together and get outside the world of sports a little bit and just get into like the the real world and when I th thought about like kind of the way I went about this is I sat down and I thought about what podcast I like to listen to and why. And one of them that really came up to me is Joe Rogan's podcast. And I love that he has people on that. It's just a litany of people that do different things, have different life experiences and all that. We're going to do something very similar to that, except we're going to kind of go more the common man direction with that. Like I want to sit down and just have discussions with people like Jimmy Midtown or you know, like a plumber. I want to hear about plumbing. Put that on the list because dude. that is a, a fascinating. I don't. I've, I've plugged it a couple times. It's a fascinating profession. It's not going anywhere. It sneaky pays pretty good if you're above an apprentice. It does. And there's just like there's a lot of tribal knowledge there. So plug yes. for please talk to a plumber. So I think that's actually going to be kind of the beauty of it too. Is if you come up with somebody like a plumber or whoever that you feel like, hey, I want to. You know, I want to sit down and have a conversation and, and like it's going to be about anything and everything like it's going to kind of just cool. we'll just kind of meander like we do on the shows where we just sort of, you know, see like where we, we are get right to. now. Yeah, like <laughs> right now. Exactly. We'll see where we get and, and talk about different, you know, viewpoints and all that, because it's it's we've lost this ability to have just a, a basic conversation about things and exchange of ideas and an actual true discourse to understand, like, why you know, you may feel some way about something and I may feel the other way about it or, or somewhere in the middle and, and finding that common ground. I think that's a super interesting concept and I'm really looking forward to it. So it's going to be called sensibly loud voices and uh, probably a couple times a month. I think I've already got a couple of guests lined up for the first few. We're, we're, we're uh, recording the first one here in just a couple days. So it's going to be pretty that awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's fascinating. I would listen to that. Good. Man. I actually don't, I actually don't listen to podcasts, but I would listen to you talk to strangers about weird things <laughs> about plumbing. <laughs> yeah. I just think there's a lot, a lot that people need to know about plumbing. That's all. I, it, I'm it's with all you, very taken for granted. If and those I mean, people disappear. You're in a world of shit quite literally. Yeah. And I mean, that's a situation where you got to have been there, you know? And so, I mean, some of them are going to be round table discussions. Like, you know, maybe we wouldn't, you know, I, I look at like what we did in Colorado last year on radio where we just, we were all BSing about our travel stories getting in and what that was like. And, and like, that was so organic and fun. It was the most listened to episode of anything we've done at this company. So it's, it's trying to take some of those things that we know work and, and kind of put it to good use. So looking forward to it. So everybody be oh, looking out for that. I had no idea. Yeah, no. And I actually really haven't said a whole lot to anybody about it just because I'm, I haven't really known what I wanted to do with it yet. And I just, I didn't really feel like anybody wanted to sit there and listen to me ramble specifically for like, you know, however long. I mean, it's going to kind of be free form. So however long it goes is how it goes. Um, Very but cool. I, I wanted, I don't know. I wanted to try to bring something back that maybe we've lost as an audience a little bit as a whole. So looking Onboard. forward to it. But hey, you know what? Like, we're not going to be running into that nearly as much because baseball's actually almost here dude i've been loving the fucking all the the videos of people just cranking home runs out into the stands of just nobody uh, yeah yeah they said i forgot what they called it but there's a sound that the ball makes when it hits an empty seat 
And I think the players love that sound. I forgot what they call it, though. What could it be? Like a kerplunk? No, that, that'd be more like I thought, a... I thought it was like, no, it was more like an expletive. I think it might be like a fuck you or something like oh, that. Oh, even better. I'll, I'll have to do a little digging on that. But yeah, they the players just like really eat it up when a home run hits an empty seat. Interesting. So you, because you brought that up before the show started, like we've seen some of these interleague or uh, inter-squad games, excuse me, um, so far, and you hear a lot of shit talking, a lot of, I don't know, just oh. kind of jawing. I think that's going to be a really funny mic. Every mic is a hot mic. Yes. It's just them talking. You're going to hear everything. Yes. I can't wait. Like that part's going to be incredible. Oh, totally. There's the Brett Gardner situation, I think. That really illustrates that pretty well. <laughs> the guy literally sneezed in left field and they heard it in the press box. Think about how big <laughs> Yankee Stadium is. <laughs> Think about that. That's crazy. Do you think he's one of those loud sneezers, though, that really screams when he sneezes? He would definitely be one of those guys, right? Yeah, I'm one of those guys for what it's worth. So yeah. I think I resent the fact that I might have something in common with the man, but he might be. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Like, I... I I particularly think he's a dickhead, figuratively and literally. And I just think that he's one of those people that probably does it to see what a, what a reaction he gets in the room is versus maybe oh. you can't help it. I just maybe I'm I'm painting that on him and maybe that's not fair, but that's what I picture is that he's just one of those people that does it for a reaction. You know what I'm talking about? We all know them. I could Yeah, I could certainly see that. I would hope not. I would if I could not do that and still have a satisfying sneeze. I would definitely not make as much noise. But they're loud and they feel good. So they do, and it's it. This is what we're resorting to is talking about sneezing. Um, <laughs> just, just really quick zooming out to where we're at in this conversation. No, but um, it really is one of those things though. Like, what is socially acceptable as far as the volume of sneezing? I wish Ben were here. This seems like something Ben would love to weigh in on. Yeah, I think so. There's a coworker of mine, and we both uh, we we say we scream sneeze, and I can like <laughs> say more. Describe this. When we worked in the same office, I would I would hear this person sneeze, and I would just look over and see who was looking around, and I would just be like, "Don't worry about it. She's fine." Okay, so you're talking about like actually like keeping people away or keeping people aware of what's actually going on as far as the loud sneeze. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just trying to like play defense for this person. <sighs> There's man. If you type in scream sneeze on Google <laughs> or yell sneeze. Yeah. You and just go to the videos section. You can check it out later. It's pretty wild. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting though, that they're obviously they're empty aside from our cutouts soon to be, which I need an update on that in your situation here in just a second. And I think we're going to get a lot of cool, actually funny stuff out of it. And I'm hoping we'll just cut some audio from, from some of these things and try to insert it into the show a little bit. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd love that. So I got an email from the A's that they have received my picture for the, the cardboard cutout, and it's in process right now. Where, where Did yours go off into a black hole, or where are we at? I never got an email. Okay. But the pending charge of my credit card disappeared. Interesting. So maybe they just deleted it because they didn't have the the submission for you? I don't know. I didn't mm. think about it that way. I was thinking they didn't want me and they didn't take my money. I didn't think <laughs> I didn't get the email and send them a picture so they canceled the money. Got it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that's the same kind of concept. I, have you done something to piss the A's off that we don't know about? or? Well, I like the Rangers quite a bit, and they are definitely rivals. Uh, that's true. Okay. Well, it's not like you submitted it. It would have been much funnier if that would have happened if you submitted a picture of yourself in Rangers gear, and they just got rid of it. Yeah, no, I didn't even get a chance to submit a photo. Anything. I gave them, I submitted order form. Yeah. And then no confirmation email, no nothing. And pending charge on credit card, then Gone. it disappeared okay. without an email. So interesting. I don't know. I can try and resubmit it, but nah. the Rangers now have a similar program um, called like Doppel Rangers or something like that. <sighs> yeah. So you, you absolutely have to do that because we can definitely yeah. get that cardboard cut out whenever it's over with. 
Right. You're like, it's literally almost literally a stone's throw from Correct. the stadium. Correct. Maybe like 12 stone's throws. Something like that. Yeah. Depending on whose shoulder you use. But yeah. So, I mean, we could. Mine. Mine's wearing out. Ugh. Yeah, mine too. So, Ben, I think, I don't know if Ben's going to submit his or not, but I find, I do find it hilarious that now I'm going to be the only one on the show that's in the middle of, of Oakland by myself. I think that's great. And, I mean, if I'm being honest, the Rangers' submission fee is only fifty dollars versus the eighty-nine dollars for the A's. So that's yeah, just I don't, your California tax for you. I know, man. We're just getting dicked up and down, left and right, as usual. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it comes down to. We've got a question here: uh, Are we going to even have baseball, or do we need to return the one-year-old glove? That's uh, a good question. Um, I think he called onto the glove. The- Huh? You want to return the glove? No, I said I think you hold on to the glove. Yeah, for sure. We should be practicing in lieu. We want to be stronger in 2021. Yes, indeed. I think if you can get your little guy off and pitching as soon as possible to the big leagues, good shape. I, I would maybe just like say that maybe we wait a year and get a glove that's going to suit a two-year-old. Ooh, yes. Start right because we might outgrow the glove. Yes. Start oiling that bad boy, tying it up with some string, you know, sitting on it, all that stuff. Got got to really break in that bad boy. I still have my glove. Still needs to be broken in properly. So, uh oh, that's a problem. Yeah, it'll it'll be fine. I just need to do it. It's one of those things. You know what? Uh, Ben brought up before the show or the other day that I had completely forgotten about is that we did a trailer for this season of the outfielder that sort of got kicked down the, the road and we're going to be able to release the trailer here in just like probably a few, probably like a week or so, something <clears throat> like that. So hold, hold on. That didn't get released. No, <laughs> what? no, we waited. We were going to oh, release it. I mean, we were going to release it. And then that's whenever everything kind of, kind of went down yeah, the, guess, the tubes. Yeah. A lot of things went out the window. Yeah. So we oh. actually still have that. All the footage and everything is still edited together. It's ready to go, man. So I'm, I think we're going to drop it next week. I think it'll be good. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, that was a lot of fun filming that. You guys put a lot of work into editing it and filming it and everything. And Ben, I, Ben did. Ben edited pretty much everything. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. Good yeah, on Ben. Full, it looks fantastic. Credit. I didn't know that wasn't already released. Yeah, no, it hadn't been out there yet. So we'll we'll get it out. I think people will like it. It was a lot of fun. It was a it was a weird. Was that like New Year's Day that we shot all that footage? That was. Or New Year's Eve. I think Eve that's right. Something like that. It was... It was. I mean, I was in Dallas, so there's no other reason for me to be there. It was really soon after the holidays. Mm. I was hungover, so maybe it was New Year's Day. Yeah. That would explain some of the footage. But anyway, so we'll get to that. What are you talking about? I crushed that fucking avocado. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I think that we probably do a debut of it on the show next week. Okay. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Ben will be here the whole nine yards. We'll have our mojo Fantastic. back a little bit and not be doing crap episodes. This feels right to me. Yeah, I mean, this is better. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. So, so, sorry, to go back to the cutouts, I'm looking at the dot. It's uh, rangers.com slash like doppelganger, doppelrangers. <laughs> and I have until the 15th to submit a photo for them. Okay, so you got two more days as of the recording of this episode. But what, what, why, why, are, why is the A's time frame so different? What's, I wonder what the difference here is. Mm, they're using that special Bay Area paper. Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> Didn't they shut down California today? So that's kind of a... They did. Probably another... I would just expect it. Like, I I loved... I lived in the Bay Area for like five years. I loved my time there. Everything, almost everything takes longer. Yes. Would not do again. Almost everything takes longer. Yes, indeed. So it it really does. I, I, I know. Believe me. So I did see, did you want to look at the travel map here real quick? Just because we were talking about that. Oh, is that on. the one? That, yeah, let's look at that. Let me pull that up here real quick. So there was some commentary around that too, because some teams are traveling like very, very little. Other teams are traveling an incredible amount. Okay. Oh, boy. So, I mean, obviously the goal is to minimize as much travel as possible. But, like, you know, what happens when, like, you know, we meet right here? What happens? Is there some sort of continuum that we fall into? Like, what happens? 
I, I don't know. But, you know, there, there's a couple wins that are worth calling out. Mm-hmm. And one of them is that um, the Rays and the Marlins and the Mariners are the teams who traditionally travel the most. Mm-hmm. And this is actually saving them many, many thousands of miles. Unfortunately, the Rangers are having to travel the most of any team by a pretty healthy margin. I think like it's like 42,000 miles in travel or something to that effect. So Meanwhile, the NL, the, the Central League might as well just be within Texas itself. Those are like bus rides away. I think, I mean, yeah, I think some of them might be bus rides. It's I mean, the, you well, could. Chicago, obviously. Right. I think that, so I was thinking about this the other day. I don't really. Like when it comes to hockey, I don't really understand like the three division thing and like how all that works. I know there's, you know, it's not hard to figure out. I've just never really cared to like figure it out specifically. But it would almost be cool if you had baseball where like everything here was just how the season was played. And then it just became an all out free for all in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the free-for-all part is a little scary, right? Then you've got these lines. I can just see COVID on each line going to and fro. That's like scary no 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 i'm talking about just like a regular scenario like just an everyday thing not necessarily oh, yeah. in a, a covid situation the the real winner in that map is cincinnati they travel like almost none they just they're right kind of right in the middle on the south side yep of the central map and they just go like counterclockwise kind of around and that's it they're just gonna drive around their bus man just around and around you know they don't have to go that far. They go as far east as Pennsylvania and as far west as Milwaukee or maybe Minnesota. It's really not that bad. You, it seems like it minimizes things for all teams involved. And it, there, there are definitely downsides to all of them, I would say. I, I mean, I, the west is just still giant. Right. The west is giant. Like, the east is really, it's deceptively large as well. Like, you're, you're if you're going from Boston to the tip of Miami, you're... Like you're you're traveling a significant distance. I mean, obviously, yeah, that's four hour flight. Yeah, easily. So I mean, right? uh, oh yeah, for sure. And so because I mean, I, I the typical if I'm flying back to Dallas and I have to connect from Boston, I'll go through either Atlanta or Dallas. So, um, and that's about three, just about three hours. So, um, on down, it's further. Non-stop, so nonstop from Miami to Boston is three and a half hours. Yeah, there you go. That's not bad. No, it's not terrible, but like. I mean, what's the but Dallas to Seattle? Go, but go that's from five hours. Go from San Diego to Seattle. How far is that? It's got to be something very similar, right? Maybe four hours. San Diego to Seattle? No. Yeah, four hours probably. Yeah, four. You're Boom! Right. There you go. So I mean, there are downsides to some of those. Oh, no. Direct two hours forty-five minutes. Two hours right. forty-five minutes. No that's right. No. Nonstop. Yeah, Delta. Two hours forty-six minutes. Wow, that's crazy. I would never have thought that. I would have thought it was because if you look at the symmetry of it, I don't know. It's not exact science or anything, but nonetheless. You know. <laughs> yes, it is. Dude. No, no, no. no I'm talking I, about it. I, I'm it's talking... one step away from rocket science. <laughs> no, no. Science. Sorry. Uh, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about like the logic of looking at the map and saying, oh, it looks, you know, about oh, yeah. the same. When you spread out the yeah. map, you're not looking at the curvature of the Earth. That's which what I'm is saying. real, by the way. Correct. You're all about uh, debunking some th- uh, conspiracy theories today. I just hate, I hate people who hate science because it's provable. It's just not okay. There are very few things in this life that are very provable. If you don't like science, don't talk to me. Yeah, exactly. I'm very binary on this one. I'm not a binary guy. You're not. That one's pretty binary. Yeah, I'm with you. I, it just it makes sense to me. Um, I think that's a good segue to our POS quarter, wouldn't you say? Yeah. All right, let's do it. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular scheduled programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. I'm just going to jump right in. It's Joe West. Oh, my God. He's just the fucking worst. Do we do we have any kind of count on how many times he's been in this thing? It's it's. So 
I was just trying to recount in my mind. I think this is three or four. It's got to be. I I honestly think it could be four. But you and I have heaped shit on that guy for years, so it's really hard for me to really make the distinguishing fact. Like, it made take. me actually pretty sad thinking about putting Joe West in the corner because we're really only we talk about umpires a lot because they're like often unsung in just a lot of analysis and talking points in the MLB. But we only really harp on two because there's only two that are really bad. You might throw in like CB Buckner, yeah. but we just pick on Angel Hernandez and Joe West because they're both so so very much in their own league of shittiness. And and Joe West, once again, in this scenario, is in his own league of shittiness. Yes. Uh, so Joe West, I mean, I got to appreciate the hustle here. And I, I think I'm stealing that from one of the articles I read. I'm, okay. he, I appreciate the hustle, but he's choosing. He's in a high risk group. He's overweight. He's 67. Seven, something like that. Got to be older. 70 yeah, something. something like that. Older guy. So in a high risk category for contracting and becoming seriously ill and maybe dying of COVID. So mm -hmm. uh, because of his risk category or his risk assessment, he could very well opt out of the 2020 season. Uh, achieve full benefits, get full pay. And he's like, uh, he's not going to opt out of the season. He thinks uh, he, he'd be fine and he wants to work. And I get that. Yes. I would want to do the same. He's done He's been a uh, umpire for 40 ish years. I think 84 might've yeah. been when he started or something like that. Yeah. Ever since, ever since I can remember to that extent, I, I, I appreciate the hustle, but that doesn't mean the output is great. Uh, the reason he's not opting out is because he doesn't believe that the death rates uh, on for COVID are are real. He thinks they're being it's overhyped. Effectively, he's saying COVID doesn't exist. I'm playing, and I think the the tagline for me is I'm gonna work whatever. Okay, that is like a that's like a verbatim from one of his press interviews or whatever. Okay, yeah. So I, I'm with you. I like the stick to itiveness. I like the I, I'm with him. I'd probably be like, bah, I want to work too. But like what people don't understand about that kind of thing is that when you sit there and you, like you have a right to feel however you want to feel about it, you have a right to do whatever you want. That's what's great about this country. And like you can do that. But whenever you sit there and minimize it for other people that don't necessarily look to, to you as an umpire that often, but as a public figure, when you sit there and minimize something that has killed 130,000 plus people. That's a shitty thing to do and a very, very callous, unaware thing to do. It, it flies in the face of all the efforts, not only of the MLB, but the country and, and really the world. Like, right. That is to say that everyone who thinks this is serious and is trying to do something about it, specifically frontline healthcare workers, are full of shit. Right. And, you know, that's just not true. Like, Joe, Joe is full of shit and should probably, I don't know, like, he... So I, these are the type of people that I wish knew someone who got sick or were directly impacted in some other way so that they would maybe just maybe see the light a little bit and maybe just take it a little bit seriously. But let me talk. Sorry. Let's talk about this. I'm with you, but like, let's talk about the stupidness of that, though. This is something that put this whole season in jeopardy and on hold to the point where we're having 60 games. And like, do you think they just did that for fun? Do you think right. that they just wanted to to lose a shit ton of money and not have fans in brand new ballparks and you know and all this like the, like the, that's crazy to me. That's not like there are like it's one thing if you know a few hundred people die or whatever like that like as sad as it is like that is a casualty of being on Earth and as being a human like we're all one bus you know away from being taken the fuck down. That's just how it works. But like. It's just disrespectful when you sit there and act like that. Like again, he's right to feel. He's fine to feel that way. I don't have any problem with that. He's, you know, you can take what you want, and and I mean, I think it's ridiculous. But like that's just because that's his opinion. That doesn't mean that it's wrong right. for him, right? And that's okay. I don't have any problem with that. What I do have a problem with is minimizing something that has put your entire league on hold and has delayed an entire like like has really put everything at jeopardy. Like we're not out of the woods on it by any means. Yeah, this country enables you to have shitty opinions, but when those shitty opinions affect the health 
of other folks, that's when it becomes a little dangerous. Correct. And you have to be careful what you say. Like, just because you can have a voice doesn't mean you should use it in just whatever lambast where you fucking feel like and that you should just blast everybody. Like, that's not yeah. like that's not civil discourse. That's not how and that's we were talking about that with the new show. Like, that's something I want to get away from. Like, just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It's okay to feel a different right. way about something. I don't have any problem with that. But I have a problem with you minimizing science and what everybody's actively working against in this country and in that sport to make sure that everybody's yeah. safe, that people like him, his fucking age are safe. Right. There's a reason, you know, my grandma's sitting in her apartment on her 90th birthday last week, and we were supposed to have a party for her, invite everyone under the sun. Like, there's a reason she's sitting there quietly doing nothing on her birthday. Like it's sad. Right. And I, I wish Joe West knew better. Thankfully, I think we'll, we are in agreement that there's probably no Joe West fan club for all the reasons we've outlined on this show throughout <laughs> the years because of his it's very true. poor play calling, his very like bulldog attitude that almost fly in the face of MLB rules at times. Uh, like if he's on the field, it's his field and I'm going to, he can do whatever he want and, throw Joe Madden out for no reason. Like for those reasons, I don't think anyone's going to really listen to him. I don't think he has a real platform to stand on. I, I would hope because he is such a piece of shit umpire, his profession. And right. Obviously as a person, we have thoughts on that too. Well, and f further than that too, like, uh, so, I mean, I I'm with you that uh, people probably aren't going to listen to him a whole lot, but like the fact that he's a public figure makes him citable. In, he is an official of the MLB. Correct. And like that is something that should be taken very seriously. And that's our main complaint on our show with him yeah. is that it is not always taken seriously because taking it seriously is is calling things by the book and you know not just refusing to be wrong, you know, or proven wrong and just trying to say, well, this is my way or the highway, this is my field. That is that is old bullshit thinking. I have a counter, a pedantic Sam counterpoint. He's a perfect representative for the MLB because of those reasons. A, a thousand percent. That is, couldn't be more true. <laughs> very well could, couldn't be more true. And once again, with a messaging problem, I mean, that's something we haven't talked about every episode of this show. But like, that's kind of the point though, right? Is like you have people that matter in the sport going out there and being a representative of Major League Baseball. Like, we want to sit there and kill players for saying things that they shouldn't say or whatever, but we we don't want to hold someone like this accountable for posing a health risk to others. That That's crazy to me. And I'm not saying that they yeah. need to go punish them or anything like that, but, like, let, let's call it consistent then. Let's not kill players and not kill yeah. this guy. Well, I mean, to be fair, the players are also going to play. We're not hearing a lot of those opinions come out of them, but I can damn well guarantee you some of that is being unsaid, not said. Yes, the unwritten rules, if you will. There are players who believe that also and aren't saying it, and Joe West just happened to say it. And they're doing sure. the same thing, and we're unable to lambast them because they didn't say it out loud. But you know what? They kept those opinions to themselves because they – like Trevor Bauer is a great example. He doesn't always keep his mouth shut or say the right things, but he, he absolutely knows when to say, I'm going to stay out of that, you know, and mm -hmm. and and – he understands when this is going to paint the league in a bad light and when it doesn't. And I actually kind of respect that because he's willing to say what he thinks, regardless of whether it pisses the league off or not. And it comes off as kind of a loud mouth type of presentation, but the, the core of it makes a lot of sense. And I just, you know, again, I don't like to censor. I'm, I'm not trying to censor Joe West's opinions or anything like that, but like you have to take that responsibility seriously and understand that what you say ultimate, like the fact that we're having this conversation right now is the exact point that those things are taken seriously because you're a serious official of the league. It's yeah. I, I like the censorship comment. I think it's very important to call out that censorship is like cutting somebody off and saying you, you actually can't, say that like disallowing them to have a voice right whereas slapping a disclaimer on what they say and saying that's bullshit is actually the exact execution and the like application of the first amendment correct and that's the whole point so, it, it's just saying that well and, i had to say that out loud for <laughs> once no and it's true and we have like we have like th that's the exact reason we have this show it's the exact reason we're able to be critical of guys when we want to be critical and you know, reap praise on guys when we want to because we're allowed to say whatever the fuck we want to say. 
And, you know, I, but I take that very seriously and I understand that the things that I say, even though I don't really matter, it, it does actually influence people. Even in a small way, every single person, every voice that we have, every opinion that we have, if someone listens to it, that influences their thinking in some way, shape or form. And you have to understand that that's a, that's an act. Well, and again, like if it's one person, that's all that matters. And it's, and I know that one person listens. So, you know, <laughs> no one person listens. Got one. Let's work on two. We're Next week, we're going to get two. We're doubling them. No, no. But um, you know what I'm saying, though? It's it's one of those things I still try to take that very seriously because I, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, we, when you do this long enough, you're going to say stupid shit. You're going to fuck up from time to time. It happens. But, like, it's one of those things I don't want that to come back on on me and someone make an unwise decision because of opinions I have. And I think that's why we have treated a lot of this in a, a lot of a cautious manner when it comes to how we've talked about the pandemic and how it actually affects baseball. And I haven't really heard a lot of opinions out there like ours that are very kind of negative on it, because I think a lot of people through rose colored glasses want to see baseball played. And I do too, but again, not at the, you know, so it, it, again, all that to be said, it matters how we talk about these things. It matters what players say. It matters what umpires say at the end of the day, because it still gets out there. And it's just another reason why. Said, Joe, Joe West is entitled to his opinion. We're calling him a piece of shit for, well, up. cumulatively everything he's done that's very poor and also setting a very bad example. This really just adds to the list. So I, I'm a fan. I, I applaud it. Him and Angel Hernandez are definitely on the Mount Rushmore of POSs on this show. Yeah, we might have to come up with the other two on Mount Rushmore because it's really just them that I could. Uh, Mike Sosha might be up there because I think yeah. he was up there twice. Yeah, he was for sure. But they were like severe, like F5 level. So I think Mike that, Sosha in the US corner. So I think that was when we used to each do one every week. And I know that I lambasted the shit out of him for running the Angels into the ground continuously. So. I definitely put him up there for putting Otani on the mound, or maybe it was like yeah. DHM pre TJ surgery or yeah. something. Something but like, to that. He's been up there. Something to that effect. So it, it's, yeah, man. It, it, we'll have to figure I think out I the other two. Put him up there when he wasn't a manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely went in there like retroactively. That's for sure. So, um, with. So is there anything else you would add to the Joe West conversation? I know we, we've already exited no, the POS we pretty corner, much but... like beat that dead horse into the ground. Yeah. With... I said the words First Amendment. And that's that's my cue that I probably got too political. So sorry, everybody. I don't think so. I think that's that's a basic thing. And I also like I think it's important that like we understand like where that all comes from with him. And, and there's just there's so much. The problem with him for me is just that he has built such a bad track record that even when it, like I'm going to criticize him almost certainly no matter what he does in some way, shape or form. But like th these kinds of things are worth bringing to people's attention. So that's why we're doing it there. No, nothing else to add to Joe West. OK, well, that's good. Uh, what other baseball notes do we have? How are we doing in the KBO? Yeah, so KBO standings. Uh, it's been interesting below the NC Dinos because the NC Dinos continue to dominate. They're 37, or sorry, 39 and 17, uh, just below a 700 win percentage. They're six games above the Doosan Bears. So Doosan and the Doosan Bears Kiwoom Heroes have been sort of battling it out for second and third, uh, sort of going back and forth. They're at a dead heat right now at um, six games behind NC. But the NC Dinos are continually incredibly fun to watch. They have wonderful pitching. They have some of the most electric KBO hitters mm -hmm. in the universe. And their defense is also really good. Like, I just like watching them. I've probably watched, on average, I would say probably seven innings of their games a week. Okay. Which That's is not good. an amazing amount. Like, maybe a couple innings a day. Yeah, And it's always, uh, usually almost always a starter that I see. So I don't get into the later innings of the games where we see the bullpen sort of melt down. They melt down a lot though. <laughs> Do they really? Well, no, no, I no. Really like I'm talking about the game. I'm talking about KBO teams in general. Like, oh yeah, there are a lot of bullpen meltdowns. They're holding strong. So to, uh, last week, this time last week, they were four, three and a half or four games up on the heroes, Kiwoom heroes. And now they're six games up on Doosan. So they have a, an incredibly healthy lead. Yes. So can I paint you a real quick picture? Please do. Okay. So as everybody knows, 
we had a, a child about a month ago, and so my sleep schedule has just been dominated by this little asshole. And I really have, like, I mean, so you saw the other day in my Slack messages, I sent you a message at like 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 6 a.m., 10 a.m., like, or, you know. Perfect timeline. Yeah, like, it was like, and those are, and I told you, I was like, this is a great illustration of the hours that I'm awake just doing things and looking for baseball information. Well, part of that, after one of the late night feedings the other morning, I was watching the Deuce on Bears play. And... You know, I've been really worried about my pick as far as picking the Bears, just because That's something. A good pick. It's a good pick. I know it is, it's but it's a safe pick. It's a safe pick. Correct. My you, pick was not safe. Sorry, no. Proceed. But look, but look at how it's paying off. The joy level is through the roof for you. And I, I mean, I mean, I've got, a, I've got a goddamn NC Dinos three quarter <laughs> sleeve tee on right now. Right. I mean, that's what I was just going to say is look at that shirt, you know, and, and I'm still wearing my Red Sox hat. So, I mean, you know, it, there's definitely that that underlying concern. And it's very similar to being a Red Sox fan where, man, this thing could really go either way. It could be really good or the wheels could fall off really fast. And so I feel like I've been almost preparing myself for the wheels to fall off. Right. So I've been up all yeah. night long. OK, and I'm, I'm just I'm tired. And I see KBO on the Bears are playing. Early on in the game, I was like, perfect. I threw it on. I'm laying on the couch trying to drift off a little bit and and, and whatnot and watch some baseball. And we come up where the Bears had just had a couple of – it was two flyouts, and so they're on the third batter of the inning, right? About to about to get out of this thing. The, the pitch count is three and two, and I watched a Bears pitch – a Bears batter strike out on a 49-mile-per-hour curveball. <laughs> How – high do you think the pitch had to be off the batter's head at it at its apex <laughs> to actually reach the strike zone at 49 miles an hour you know what i mean i do like, didn't it have to probably be like eight feet high to yes like, rainbow in? it was like a shoulder and head ahead of this guy <laughs> and i mean dude he swung at that motherfucker like you would not believe like he, a softball he, pitch just you've like, seen it can't, i can't hold on to the swing anymore and i would have thought that that Pitch, uh, the batter was swinging or I'm sorry. Yeah. The batter was swinging at a 99 mile an hour fastball. I mean, that's how what he was ready for. And it was literally cut in half with a curveball. That is unbelievable. Uh, that's the beauty of those slow pitches. Cause you got a bunch of pros ready to just like hack at a 90 mile an hour fastball. And then you throw them something so small. They're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Let's go. I got this. And then they use the same swing and it's like, whoops. Usually doesn't work out that well. That doesn't really happen a lot in MLB, though, right? Like, that's very rare that you see something like that. They call it, uh, like, a UFIS pitch, yeah. I think. But most in guys... Baseball, in MLB. MLB guys don't really fall for that a whole lot, though, I don't think. They don't do it that often because I think they practice that, and they will tee off on that shit. Like, good luck throwing Big Poppy one of those right now. He would crush it. <laughs> no, uh, Vlad Jr., any of those guys. Like, no, I, I'm with you. But like it seems like uh, so part of like pitching is is just the trickery and the way you cycle through your pitches and being able to execute on those commands, like you know whenever you like if you want to put a fastball in the up up corner like you got to know how to do that like and know that you can do that consistently every single time and if you can do that this is something that Chris Sale's really good at is the mental game of where you're placing pitches is fantastic right. and then go ahead. I was just going to say your arm angle is like super important because you have to be able to throw a slider, fastball, curveball out of the same slot. Every Otherwise, time. the pitcher is going to recognize where it's coming from. Correct. So you definitely don't see that nearly as much because like you've got guys that are like specialty hitters that can just sort of hack yeah. at anything. And like D Dustin Pedroia has been one of those guys where he's made a career off of just hacking at everything and anything. And somehow Brett just Gardner, get, to get one on of those guys too. Absolutely. 100%. But they really are the same kind of player, aren't they? They're pretty similar. I would say Brett Gardner's, I mean, statistically probably had slightly more success. Ooh, we got to look at this. We also, I want to do the math on that one. Well, let me pull up some stats here real quick. Keep keep John. Uh, <laughs> because he stole a lot of bases. That's true. That And Brett, Brett Gardner might have hit for a little more power because he's a small guy with a big bat. All right. You look up Justin Pedroia, and I'll look up Brett Gardner. How about that? Yeah. I, in terms of the MLB scene – um, slow pitches. I think the experience sort of starts and stops with, with two things. You've got you uh, Darvish who now has 11 pitches. That's absurd. One of which is like a sub 65 mile an hour curveball that just makes people's knees buckle. 
See, like that. And then the other. <laughs> that's brilliant, though. It's great if he can make it work outside of the third inning. That's true. And you saw a lot the of that. Other, the other person that you'll see throw that pitch is any position player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they're just trying to get away with something. Right. Yeah, they'll throw it super, super slow. All right, so I'm looking, at, looking at Brett Gardner's Pedroia? standard batting stuff here. Let me know when you've got Pedroia pulled up. You're looking for career? Yeah, so I'm looking at a 12-year career here for Brett Gardner. Justin Pedroia. All right. Had four, 14 years. Okay, Okay. Go so pretty close. So you're looking at a bat, batting average over 12 years of 260, on base 342, slugging 401, an OPS of 743. Okay, Pedroia, his batting average is 299, mm -hmm. OPS of 805, slugging of 439. Did I hit those right, or did you say on base? Uh, you did on base. On base, but that's fine. What's what's his on base? On base, 365. Yeah, so, I mean, he's better than Brett Garner, but not by a whole lot. Okay. Not not by a, a substantial margin, but, it, you know. It, yeah, I think maybe his earlier years, because he's just a small guy with like the biggest allowable bat. Right. Scrappy. And his hand eye coordination was just like absolutely killer. I, Let's see. That's an impressive thing. He maxed out at 21 home runs in 2011. That seems low. I thought it was more than that. 20, so 2011. Oh, that was that fucking, yeah, that year was crazy because that was the year where they, that was the year they collapsed, right? Where they led the whole year and then collapsed in September where they went like 7 and 21. It was either that, that or 2009. Right. He was an all-star four times, four-time all-star, rookie of the year once, 2007. All right. All right. I'm calling this conversation because Brett Gardner is definitely yeah. on the juice. Uh, yeah. He had 28 home runs as his top amount of home runs. When do you was think that? Was it two years ago? What? Was it two years ago? No. Oh, okay. It was last year. They were juicing the ball the year before that. No, I'm talking about him being on the juice. Yeah, no, I know, I know what you're saying, but there were also like a there was a slew of guys. Oh with yeah, like yeah, 25, 30 home runs. Like, um, what's the guy who embodies this? It was Scooter Jeanette. Scooter Jeanette <laughs> had like 32 home runs, and you're like, what the fuck? He had who a game with four home runs. And you're like, what happened to Scooter Jeanette? Oh wait, the ball was juiced that season. I think that was two seasons ago. I, th I thought that was last year. To be real honest with you. God, it feels like forever. It doesn't matter which year it is. I know. I think we have an episode called Juiced Balls or something like that. Yeah. That there was just a year where there were like a huge, huge up into the right graph of home runs hit. Yeah. And I don't know if that's last year or 2018. I'm pretty sure that was last year, dude. That's pretty You might be right. Yeah. Or I, I can't remember when they introduced it in, but it became a storyline like last year. But so. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you're also right in that he was probably juicing. That's why his head's so big and he's such a piece of shit. Exactly. I mean, that's not shocking at all. I mean, I had to scroll down just to get away from his picture. I mean, that guy's fucking hideous. It's just terrible. But I think we've pretty pretty well established that Pedroia overall has been a better hitter. I think the stolen bases might be um, on Gardner's side, but that's probably it. We have 138 stolen bases for Pedroia, which is actually more than I thought. Uh, so uh, for is that his most in a season? No, that's career. Career. So Brett Gardner is two sixty seven. How many? What is um, Pedroia's it's max like in a season? Max stolen base. Yeah. Um, max stolen base eight. Eight. Yeah, I guess that's true because he's more of a get oh, on. Sorry, base. no, I was looking at. <laughs> sorry, wrong. Twenty six. Okay. Yeah, Brett Gardner's is forty nine, so he's definitely got to beat in that category. Yeah, it's probably give and take, but I would take Pedroia over Gardner overall. Yeah, I mean that's Jesus a given. Um, but and like just being a clubhouse guy, I, I hate the intangibles, but definitely like just a better human being. Yeah. Well, the intangibles are about to fucking matter. I have a feeling, and that like I, I'm excited for the chaos that this could bring. I mean, if they can get this season done pretty fast, I mean they could maybe squeak out something. But man, like watching like Did I've been watching the Red Sox staff just go down left and right. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, I think we're going to see that throughout the season, though. Yeah. You'll see guys who get sick. I think the opt-outs. So let's see. We have the the first pitch is July 23rd. 23rd, yep. Which is a week from this Thursday. So we have a week and a half. I think you'll see a slew of guys opt out at the last minute. Okay. Potentially. Okay. Those who haven't showed up to camp might not show up and might opt out. Like mm -hmm. if Mike Trout opts out, he hasn't shown up, has he? 
I'm not sure actually. I I haven't. No, he's definitely I don't been know a if camp. reporting on that because there were, there was pictures of him running the bases with his face mask on. I just can't see him reporting because he's a real salt of the earth kind of guy. About and he's a got kid. a baby yeah. on the way. His first kid's on the way. And he very much cares about that more than anything else. Obviously. And he's already made his bag. It doesn't really matter what's going to happen. somehow makes him not marketable for being like a good human and a good baseball player, which is oh. like blows my mind that he's not on. Yeah. 10 days, Ivan says. Ivan says 10 days. <laughs> so very excited. So excited. Uh, I think you'll see a slew of guys opt out. And then after the opt out, when the season starts, guys are going to get sick. Yeah. I think you're right. So it'll be interesting to see how we shed players and then how the players pool gets replenished. I'm excited about that taxi co uh, combination they've got going on there. I'm just waiting for Keanu Reeves to show up and play as uh whatever in the replacements. Was that, was it like the Washington senators or something he played for? You want to talk about someone who's likely to throw a 49 mile an hour curveball? Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. He'll throw a throwing knife that fast. <laughs> No, right john wick style exactly it's 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 gonna be an exciting season i feel like this is the first time i felt like kind of excited about it because we're not really that far from it anymore now so we're it's gonna well, happen it's been, in some capacity it's gonna happen in some capacity we're i think they'll they'll push through i think they'll probably push through it's not that long it's not it really Three, like it's, it's two months it's two nine weeks months. yeah nine weeks that's not Before bad yeah, before the postseason. 60 games. That's not bad. Every game is going to matter. I'm excited about that. Every game is going to matter. And it's also just been built up in our minds because we just talk about this every week for the past nine weeks. Yeah. 12 weeks, 16 weeks, but it's, 16 weeks. Holy shit. But it's not like the season is just getting pushed back and now it's starting. Like This is a, a completely new territory for everybody. Right. That's That's kind of what I was alluding to because... In our lifetimes, this is the longest we've had to wait for baseball. Correct. So definitely, that, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that either. I don't remember the strike. I don't remember the labor dispute. Yeah, I didn't. I know I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I can tell you that much. This and is the longest we've ever waited in our conscious adult bodies. It's true. And especially for a season that is going to be kind of chaotic. It's not something that we necessarily saw playing out the way that it is. And I mean, dude, I was dreading baseball this year because of how bad the Red Sox are going to be dreading it. And, and the fact that this is all just like kind of coincided in a time where my team was notably going to be bad. It, it could have come along at a worse time for, in, in that very specific, strictly, you know, strict sense. But you know who else shares that mindset? Mm -mm. Who? Astros fans. Dude. Because you won't be there banging on a trash can. Dude, you know what? I think next episode, we're just going to put out one full hour of us banging on trash cans with spoons. I got to work on my shoulder strength. Me too. We can, we can record it in sessions. We, you know. Yeah, all right. Or maybe just put it on loop after 30 minutes. Maybe. I want um, to be authentic, though. I don't want to cheat it because there's been enough of that already. Question for you. At, let's presume they get through the whole season and you know people leave or whatever they replenish the teams we get through the whole season we get through the whole postseason mm -hmm. do they wheel out the world series trophy yeah definitely definitely because they're going to want it to look as authentic as possible for viewership and ratings viewership and ratings if anything so? it's going to get even hammier than it usually is yeah i get yeah this they're not i would just part of me wants to see like a premier league style sort of championship situation. Like this is a one-off. Yeah. You're the champion of this one thing that's going to happen once. And you're the only one who wins it. Like that has its own Cache. sort of provenance to, to me, at least. I, I know that they're going to try and make it seem as normal as possible. Like <laughs> others uh, have done, but I would certainly appreciate, I would certainly appreciate the like, Oh wait, we're the only ones who've won the like baseball World Cup. Uh, yeah, you can't win that, and we're the only ones who wouldn't. Have you won a World Cup? Oh no, just us. Great. No, you would definitely call it the COVID Cup, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I don't know what you, but I I think I'm that with would you. be pretty cool, and it, it would like de it would demarcate the this situation a little better. It would definitely be unique. That's for sure. All right, man. Well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up. It's been awesome talking about actual meaningful 
baseball starting. I know I've reiterated that, but like, it's good to say. It feels good that we're like finally here. It feels like we, you know, it feels like we were gonna like go out and eat a big steak dinner with Jimmy Midtown, and all of a sudden we all ate like chicken nuggets for six months. You know, like that's really what it felt like. I I almost said, I feel like I've earned this. <laughs> We've been patient. We've done a show every week. Even when I wasn't here, we did a show every week. The it's our so record is not, but like I'm ready. I'm so yeah. ready. Our our record is unblemished. Unblemished. I'm happy with what we've yeah. done. No I, bad opinions around here. Ever. None. I'm also very happy that I put this like European structure in your mind as far as wanting to see some sort of relegation type tournament type. It's pretty cool, man. It's a pretty awesome situation. So I'm so on board with that idea. I know. We'll have to revisit that with Ben Baseball because we haven't really had his thoughts on it. or I don't know if he's really gone through and seen how it works yet. So um, we won't do that on an episode because people don't want to hear it twice. Or maybe they do. I don't know. If you do, let us know on social media, I guess. Um, so I'm going to remind everyone, follow us on social media. That's at Sensibly Loud on Instagram and on Twitter. Make sure to check out the website, sensiblyloud.com, for the blogs, for all the different pods. The new show as well, Sensibly Loud Voice, is coming here in the next few weeks. Really excited about that. We've got some awesome first guests. Ben's got some stuff he's going to do. Brandon's got some things he's going to do, so can't plug that enough. We want to thank our sponsor, Audible, for always being there. Remind everybody that's audibletrial.com forward slash SLM, Sensibly Loud Media. And we will see everybody next week for another edition of The Outfielder.